Welcome to the Content Strategy Experts Podcast brought to you by Scriptorium. Since 1997, Scriptorium has helped companies manage, structure, organize, and distribute content in an efficient way. In episode 49, we discuss the value of structured authoring and building a business case. Hi everyone, I'm Bill Swallow, and I'm here today with Stephanie Clark of Jorsec, the makers of EasyDita. Hi, Stephanie. Hi, Bill. And today we're going to talk a bit about structured authoring and um, the value it brings in building a business case for it. So jumping right in, uh, where do you start when evaluating the value of structured authoring? Well, I think that the first thing you have to understand are what are your current costs? And then you need to also understand where you can actually, you know, gain some savings or efficiencies or cut some of those costs. And that's where you're going to really find, you know, that, that figure that you're looking for when you're, when you're trying to demonstrate the value of structured authoring and put together ultimately a business case and prove the ROI to it. Mm -hmm. And looking at the current costs, uh, what type of costs are you generally looking at? Well, you have the cost of your current technical documentation team. So, you know, what? Are, how many people do you have? What are you paying them? Um, how many hours do they spend on different types of activities? Um, I also like to look at whether you have any learning and training content that you might be able to pull in um, and also how your support personnel is used, if they're contributing to content or if you think there might be uh, a way to actually offset some of the cost of support by delivering content in a better way. Okay. So in looking at that, um, I guess you're taking a look at you know the general costs of, you know, doing business today and looking at what you're trying to do in the future. Um, so where do you start finding these uh, opportunities for savings? Well, it varies a little bit business to business, um, but typically when you're implementing a structured authoring solution, you're going to look for savings in reuse, in publishing, maybe in the review or authoring process if there's any efficiencies there. Uh, Oftentimes, if you're translating, there are a lot of savings to be had in translation, um, and you might be able to find some other areas as well. We often like to look at ticket deflection, depending on the type of implementation. Um, that can be another savings area. Mm -hmm. Yeah, one thing that um, that we generally try to talk about as well when we're um, when we're talking to to our clients is about what we call content velocity or the, uh, the 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 amount of time it takes from starting to develop content to being able to publish it and being able to reduce that overall time span. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm sure you probably look at things like you know reduced time to market if that's a factor um, as part of that content velocity. Correct. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So looking at these these current costs and these, you know, I guess the future goals, um, yeah, how would you go about, you know, aligning that? Well, I mean, if you have a good ROI calculator to work with, that's a good place to start. I know Scriptorium has a good one up on their website. I sometimes point people to. Um, and we've also developed an ROI calculator. There's a whole bunch of them out there. Um, but I think that that's a good place to start with the actual calculations. But the thing you want to keep in mind throughout the whole process, in my opinion, is you know consistently looking at what's good for your business and where the value lies, whether that's something that you're calculating or if it's, you know, a value to the company in another way and consistently keeping, you know, your eye on that ball, demonstrating that value. 
Absolutely. And, you know, looking at your team as well, um, you know, is there value in them continually uh, manually formatting things or manually updating things in multiple different places? Um, you know, or, or is there time spent doing something else in addition to just developing the content? Uh, are there things that you just haven't had the time to get to? Yeah, definitely. And I like to start with getting that baseline of how are people spending their time now? Um, we we use a productivity tool to track where our time is being spent internally. Um, and there's a lot of free tools out there. But we ran a survey and you mentioned, you know, time spent copying and pasting. I think we found of all the respondents out of a 43-hour work week, uh, people on average were spending two and a half hours just copying and pasting or looking for content. And that's where you're really going to start to find the value is just by getting uh, some of that baseline information and it quickly becomes evident the areas that you don't want people to be wasting their time doing those types of tasks. Oh, that's crazy. Just copy, paste, copy, paste. <laughs> yes, yes. Not not the best use of a tech writer's time, if you ask me. No. <laughs> <laughs> So, okay, so you start looking at um, your overall costs and you're looking at uh, the types of things that you want to accomplish by uh, moving to a new way of doing things. Uh, and you've, you've kind of built up a bit of a, you know, a, a bit of a foundation for a return on investment. Um, now, how do you go about building a business case for that? Well, once you've identified where your savings opportunities are going to be and you've been able to quantify some of that, I think you start to build some of the story around that. So part of it is here's you know where we can save, here's how much we can save, uh, but also going back to demonstrating value. So, you know, here are the goals of the company for the next few years. And in order to accomplish these goals, it's very important that we implement this type of solution um, and just keeping you know, that value as at the forefront of the conversation, as you're looking at, you know, the calculations and all the numbers, you also have to be able to really, you know, tell the story of why this is important. Mm -hmm. And with regards to, to value, can you give a, an example of, um, you know, what you've seen used to, to kind of make that case? Um, yeah. So, I mean, my favorite kind of case is uh, one where we have localization because localization is very costly and quickly pays back. So I've had um, customers I've worked with that they went in and calculated, okay, we can save $2 million in year one on localization. And that makes a really easy case because as soon as you look at the $2 million savings and then you look at your cost of implementing a structured authoring solution, um, it very quickly becomes evident that your payback is going to be there. Um, but I've also seen a lot of cases where they might have, you know, a different set of priorities. So another customer is looking at globalizing their product and they want to start delivering content in different languages. Um, or another one has acquired another company and they are looking to streamline their documentation processes um, and combine the, the collective knowledge of those two organizations. So there's all kinds of different um, ways that companies might demonstrate that value. And it's going to be somewhat specific to what your company's goals are, uh, what your team's goals are, and also, you know, where you can find some benefits and opportunities for savings. 
And talking specifically about looking at the big picture, I know that a lot of people who um, you know work within you know documentation teams and so forth, they have a very strong grasp of what the requirements are to get uh, the job done, I guess to put it very basically. But how do you recommend people start uh, bringing that bigger picture view uh, into their teams? Uh, and how would they go about uh, doing that in a way that they can then talk about value with, let's say, you know, an executive who's you know holding the money purse? Yeah. So I think that, you know, it starts with your team. You need to have the whole team on board with the overall vision. And once you start talking about that in your, you know, regular meetings with your team members, you'll be, I, oftentimes I think you'll be surprised to hear some of the great ideas that can come from the team on other ways to benefit from, you know, a, a new approach. So I definitely think it's a good place to start. You know, but as you work your way up, I suggest, you know, you need to be preparing for this well ahead of when your budget year, when your budget is due or when your upcoming fiscal year starts. Um, so I recommend that you're starting to put that case together at least six months before you're getting ready to go and actually pitch it to the people that hold the purse strings. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, to have all of your homework done when you go into that meeting. You can talk about value in these big picture ideas, but you also have to have some information to back that up. And I think if you go into that meeting with both of those things, with the demonstrated, you know, calculations and ROI, as well as, you know, the bigger picture vision that you and your team have worked on as far as what you can do to really drive documentation forward in the company, um, you know, then you're aligned for success, hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> do you, what do you typically suggest going into that meeting? I know that can be a, a scary thing for a lot of people. Yeah, it can be. And I think the, the number one thing to remember is that um, your grasp, you know, especially if you're working in a, let's say, a technical writing uh, role, your grasp of where that value is uh, is going to be very different from what your target audience's grasp of value is when you have that conversation about getting funding for this type of stuff. You know, you may be looking at things from, oh, we can maximize reuse, we can automate, you know, some stuff, and, you know, we can build uh, multiple different outputs. And looking at things from a nuts and bolts angle uh, is not the way to go about it because the uh, the person who's going to make the decision that yes you get this chunk of money is is more interested in the higher level benefits so okay so this means that if you're going to be able to reuse content what does that mean from a business perspective how does that help me uh, sell into a particular market how does that help me uh, realize revenue uh, sooner uh, so looking at it from those lines not being able to say this makes my job easier but be able to turn that on its head and say, this allows us to do more and to be able to address a lot of the larger, bigger, you know, the bigger picture items that the business is worried about. Um, focusing on that, um, you know, that, that reduction in time to, for production, uh, focusing on that expansion into multiple languages with, um, you know, with minimal extra effort or with minimal extra cost. Uh, you know, those things really start raising eyebrows. But, you know, talking about, oh, this makes my job easier. I can now, you know, write a manual once and then reuse a bunch of different pieces and put things together as we need to. 
you know, people who are worried about the business angle are going to say, okay, that's great, but how does that help me? Uh, so you have to be able to keep that in mind. Yeah, you you make a really great point there. I like to sometimes use a method called the so what method. So when I'm working on building a case for something, say I say I look at it and I say, okay, I think we can spend thirty, we can save thirty percent of the time that it's currently spent on formatting our published outputs. And then you ask yourself, so what? You know, what does that mean? Well, that means that thirty percent of the the time that the team is spending now can be spent on other activities. So what? Well, we have this directive to do this. So what? You know, and on and on. And so I, I basically sometimes will just ask myself, so what? Until I really distill it down to the point of, oh, here's the value. <laughs> yeah, I'm almost reminded of uh, when my kids were little, constantly asking me why every time I give them an answer. They just wanted to keep knowing why, but why, but why. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh, I'm in that boat now. I've got the three-year-old at home, so I'm adept at answering questions about all manner, all manner of uh, three-year-old inquisitions. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess that really solidifies the so what model for you. Yeah. I mean, I just keep going. I get asked, his is why, but in this case, you could ask why, I guess, but I ask, so what, you know, basically, what does this really mean in the, in the larger scheme of things? Mm -hmm. Cool. Well, thank you, Stephanie, for joining us today and talking about uh, building a business case for uh, structured authoring. Oh, it's been my pleasure, Bill. It's been great chatting with you about this. If people want to reach out to you for more information, how should they contact you? Uh, well, they can check out our website at easydata.com. Um, my email is stephanie.clark at jorsek.com. Um, or they can obviously contact us through our website as well. And uh, you guys are going to be at uh, Data North America as well, right? Yeah, I'm excited. I will be there. Cool. Looking forward to seeing you. Um, now, you have, a, you have a different talk going on there, correct? Yeah, I'm giving a talk with one of our customers, um, F5 Networks, on how they got away from the SME PDF review. So we're excited to go present that case study. Excellent. Yeah, we'll be there as well. Um, I believe Sarah O'Keefe and Gretel Kinsey both have uh, sessions going on on the first day of the conference. And um, yeah, we're going to have you know be set up. We'll probably see each other both both on the uh, on the trade floor at some point. Um, and uh, I think we're also hosting a, uh, an ice cream social on Sunday before check-in. So uh, if you're p- attending um, Data North America, look for an email uh, coming out, or you should have had it by the time this podcast comes out, uh, with a coupon for free ice cream. Always love free ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Well, well, I'm looking forward to seeing you there. Yeah, and, same here. Uh, and yeah, and we'll have a booth as well if anyone wants to come by and, and get any more information. Excellent. All right. So hopefully we'll see a bunch of people there. Uh, thanks again, Stephanie. All right. Thank you, Bill. You have a great rest of your day. You too. Thank you for listening to the Content Strategy Experts podcast brought to you by Scriptorium. For more information, visit scriptorium.com or check the show notes for relevant links.